0: We're thankful that you're here. Let's give them a great hand of appreciation. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 4, very familiar passage of Scripture, I'm certain to many of you. But let's read it again for a refreshing to our mind. And the Scripture said, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him... With sorrow, Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, O that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. And God granted him that which he requested. Going to the book of Isaiah, I forgot to give this verse to them. Isaiah chapter 54, verse number 1. It said, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, and break forth into singing, and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more. Everybody say more. All right. I want you to act like you're three people. Me, myself, and I. I want you to say more. More. All right. That's better. Me, Me included. More. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. And I'm going to conclude my reading with that promise that God gave to Israel uh, concerning their future. I want to go back to the book of Chronicles, and I want to talk to you about a life and a lesson, a life and its lesson. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As part of our building expansion and rebuild the city has required that um, we change up our uh, our water system and add to our water capacity We have uh, so far uh, we have two lines that are in place, and the third one is soon to follow. We have two two inch lines that supply irrigation and water usage and in the future very soon we will have a six inch line that will be used for fire purposes now I don't know the capacity uh, of league city's water supply I did some research today and tried to discern what I might uh, what what might be an an, an appropriate number but their capacity far exceeded my mental capacities to fathom the water supply of our small city of League City, which is about one hundred and fifteen to twenty thousand or so, one hundred and thirty thousand, uh, according to the 2009 report, was capable of producing three thousand four hundred sixty five million gallons of water for the inhabitants of our city. According to most research, the average person uses between 80 and 100 gallons of water per day. And so if we were to just use that as a mark of measure, it would mean that on a daily basis, our community uses in excess of 10 to 13 million gallons of water a day. Now, it flows into all of our homes, and some of you don't live, live in League City, but the, whatever city you live in, there's a water supply that flows into your home, and Houston, I I cannot even imagine what the numbers of Houston might be of the capacity that the city has of generating and supplying water to the uh, residents of Houston City Proper or Pearland or Friendswood or whatever community you live in. And yet with the massive volume of water that is available... And I don't have any idea how many gallons are available tonight for usage in our community. The fact is, it is limited by the diameter of the water line that flows into your home. Though there are billions of gallons available, there's only a limited amount that is actually flowing into your home. And the principle is that if you want to increase the water flow, you have to increase the ability to handle the water flow. If you want to enlarge its capacity, To enjoy more water, then you're going to have to bring in a larger line to supply it. Now, it stands to reason that if you're fighting a fire, you don't want to fight a fire with a garden hose. If we were to ever have one, God forbid, but if we were to ever have one, I don't want them bringing out a bunch of garden hoses. I want them to bring some of those big things out that has the the capacity to put out a larger volume of water because that larger volume of water is what is needed. But the point is that though there are billions and billions of gallons available, what actually flows through your family's life is limited in comparison to what is available. And when I got to thinking about that this afternoon, I I begin to think about the power of God and the fact that His power is immeasurable. How, there's no way that you and I could even comprehend the vastness of God's power. The scripture says of Him that He is able, He is able, He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you should ask or think. And yet the reality is we live many times on a spiritual plane of limitation, not because of God, but because of our own inability to process more of what God is wanting to do. And your limitation and my limitation is not in God's ability, but it's in my lack of space or capacity to receive it. So if I want more of the flow in my life, I have to make room for more of the flow in my life. I have to enlarge the, to, to, to a larger pipe. I've got to, to move to a larger means of, of conveying that water or in a spiritual sense, I have to convey it, uh, in, in, in the same measure. Most of us, and I include myself tonight, live our lives limited, not by impossibility, but by our capacity to simply embrace what is possible. I want to say that again. Most of us live a limited life, not because of impossibility, but because our capacity is not large enough to embrace what is possible. And if there's anything I believe God has been trying to do for this church over the last few years through all of our adversity is to enlarge that channel that flows from Him to us So that we can embrace greater things and greater revival and greater outpourings and greater miracles and greater manifestations of his presence. And there's something inside of me that is hungry for that. There's something in me that said, God, we need and we desire more of you, more of your power, more of your grace, more of your goodness, more of the abundance of your mercy. Amen. But the problem is not whether God can do it. The problem is whether or not I have the capacity to allow him to do it. Amen. It's not whether God could or will. It's a matter of whether or not I allow him. Most of us live our lives on meager spiritual terms compared to what is within our reach and that's been bugging me a lot lately because in my own, oh, I'm just talking about this guy here. I'm telling you that I know as well as I stand here tonight that what is within our reach is far greater than what we are grasping. And so my prayer has been, God, whatever I have to do, whatever's got to happen in me, whatever you've got to work over in me, I need my capacity enlarged because I want to see those greater things. I want to experience that kind of revival that we've talked about. The measure of the manifestation of the power of God is determined by the channel through which it moves. And so if all that I have is a little two-inch pipe, I wish I'd have brought me a something to demonstrate my point. But a, if all that I had was a two-inch pipe for for the blessings of God to flow into my life or flow through my life, then what comes into my life, I can't look at it and say, well, God's not as fair to me as he is to other people because I see other people that God is blessing them more abundantly. What's wrong with me? It may be I need to check what's coming in because if it's not the size it needs to be, that's what's restricting God moving, not that God choose his favorite people to move through, but some people make it easy for God to move because they make a way for God to move. Amen. Now, some of you are not ready for this, but the degree of the manifestation of God's power, listen to me, is governed by the capacity of the individual or the church that we're talking about. We are the pipeline that God's Spirit is going to be channeled through. I don't understand why he did it, but he chose to use the vehicle of a church to display His power. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians He said that He is teaching the heavenlies a lesson by means of His church in the earth about the power of His grace. So God has chosen the church as a means to display His power. It's the place where God's going to put on display all of the glories of His majesty. And whether I see it or not is not going to be bound by what God could or can do but it's going to be limited by what I allow to happen in my life. Amen. Are you with me? So what God wants to do for greater life is one thing. What God can do is dependent on the channel through which he has to work through. Now let's go back to our lesson. Let's go back to Jabez. What a what a familiar Story to go back to because I love thinking about Jabez. You know, it's a wonderful thing when you're reading through the Bible and you get into the genealogies. And my Lord, some of the people's names, you have to take a lesson in Hebrew to be able to even halfway pronounce them. And when you have a Texas slang like I do, it comes out really convoluted. But what a wonderful thing when you're just tripping along life's highway, walking through this long humdrum of, of genealogy, and then you stumble onto this beautiful garden of perfumed inspiration. It's, it, it's almost as if there's a bright sunshine that bursts after the dark clouds have covered up the sky. And here on display is a man who was marked by God to be remembered. Nothing else had been said prior that was worthy of remembrance. But when God came to this man Jabez, he wanted us to take note of him. He wanted us to see him. He wanted us to understand his story so that we could assimilate it into our story. And amid... A mere mass of genealogies of nothingness. Here we have this one man that God singles out and holds him before us and, 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 as one that the king delights to honor. And you have to ask yourself, why does God choose to honor him in the way that he honors him? And the simple answer is because he made room for God to honor him in the way he honored him we know very little about him who he was uh we know perhaps through other historical matters where he came from perhaps a little bit of his line- lineology. but what we what we don't know is his, his 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 culture that he lived in we don't know much about the fellowship that he had, we don't know much about the society of, of, of his existence. We don't know much about the relationships of his life to the world or to business. The only thing that we are told about him is that he was more honorable than his brethren. He was more honorable than his brethren. He was respected more than any of his kin. Something terrible had happened as and it was associated with his birth. And his birth, according to what the scripture says, was a painful event for some. For his mother, it was a painful memory. It was a painful time. Some historians say... It could be for a number of reasons. One of them that there's no mention of a father. And so perhaps a father was lost during this time. And here she is having to give birth to a child and mother a child by herself. And so when this child is born, the only thing she can connect with him is this pain and anguish that she feels in her heart. And the sorrow and the grief that has overwhelmed her But God had other things in mind for Jabez to allow something that had happened in his past to determine his future. I need to tell some people here tonight that I don't care what has marred or marked your past. God's plan for your future is greater than anything you can imagine. And if you can ever get tapped into what God has available to you, you will never allow your past to hold you back or limit you another day. You will never allow what was to determine what will be or could be. Amen. Amen. And so God touches this life with a special way, but he touched him because of a particular reason. He didn't just arbitrarily do this. He did what he did to Jabez because of what Jabez did toward God. Amen. He may have been born with a small capacity, but he found a way to enlarge that capacity because he was not satisfied with letting his past determine his future. What gave him a name to be remembered and admired and emulated is not where he came from and what had happened to him. You know, there's some people that they build their whole life story around what happened to them their past and where they came from but Jabez did not use any of that to define who he was going to be he reached ahead he reached to the future he reached into the very promises of God and I can prove that to you because the Bible said when he prayed he called on the God of Israel it was not just a blank name but it was the God of covenant it was the God that reached all the way back to Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless your seed and Isaac, I'm going to bless you and Jacob, I'm going to bless you. So when, when Jabez started praying over his life, he didn't just throw out some arbitrary prayer he knew exactly where he was going he knew exactly what he wanted his life to be connected to I don't want my life to be connected to my problems I want my life to be connected to the promises of God because God's promises are yea and amen and they're greater than anything that's ever happened in my life thank you Jesus amen The fact that he had the courage, the boldness, the tenacity, the faith to ask for and to claim and to connect to something greater than what he was. He had grand faith that God rules in the affairs of men and not fate. I am not a victim of my past. I am not a victim to fate. Well, you know what? It's just in my genealogy. Get over your genealogy. Get to the cross and the cross will help you get past your genealogy because your genealogy cannot keep you from the promises of God if you learn how to reach out and take hold of them and attach yourself to those promises. Those promises can pull you out of your past into a future that is blessed and multiplied over and over again. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. I didn't mean to get so excited tonight, but. Amen. He had, he, he refused to let anything limit his capacity. And if anything could have limited him, it could have been what had happened to him. And there are a lot of people in life And some even in our church that are still letting their past limit them. They're still letting what happened determine what is. And they keep being drugged back into that same hole over and over again. And it's not because God doesn't have power to help them. It's not because God doesn't have the power to aid them or assist them. But it's because they have a small capacity. And they don't understand that if you want to get out of that hole, you're going to have to dig in deeper. And you're going to have to connect to God in a grander way. You're going to have to lay claim to something that even your failures cannot dissuade God to to bless you through. Amen. His promises. He used the one means that was available to him and to you and I that can change our future. And that is prayer. Prayer. You want to get out of your funk? Then get connected to God and go back to that chamber of prayer. Because prayer changed his situation. He used the one means that was available to him and is available to all of us to change his future. You know what? It doesn't really matter what the promises of God are if we continue to go through life with a little line that only allows so much of it to flow into our life. You know what I'm praying for? I'm praying for God to help me to bust the doors wide open. I wanna I want to hose that big around coming into my soul. I don't want what God wants to do being restricted, not because he can't do it, but because I've not allowed him to do it. I want to throw the windows of heaven open to my soul. I want my soul to be enlarged. I want my spirit to be enlarged. I want my mind to be enlarged. I want my capacity. To be enlarged because God is a large God. And there's no limit to what God can do. Amen. Prayer changed this situation. And prayer's gonna change our situation. Prayer was his weapon of transformation. You need to write that down. Prayer is your weapon for transformation. Amen. You cannot ask for things that are too great for God to do. Amen. He prayed because he believed God could do good things to him. And he believed God, not his circumstances. Well, I don't deserve to ask that things. I I, I don't deserve to pray like that. I've done too many horrible things. God God knows my background. There's no way that I, I could have the boldness to ask God for such things. If you knew what I've done, God knows what you've done. He knows what all of us have done. But that's not what's limiting what God wants to do in my life. It's the fact that I need a larger means flowing in. I... I need to make a bigger channel through which God's Spirit can flow into my life. And the only way I know to do that is through prayer. The only way I know how to enlarge my capacity is to avail myself of the one thing that we struggle the most to do, but has the greatest benefit to all of our soul. And that's pray. He prayed. Everybody say he prayed. He prayed. Somebody said, Brother Hughes, what is it going to take to see the revival that has been promised a greater life? What is it going to take? I'm going to tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take more prayer. It's going to take more prayer. It's going to take me enlarging the means In my life through which God can flow into my, it's going to mean greater life church, enlarging our capacity for reaching people and embracing people and loving people and being concerned for people. We cannot live in our narrow little world and, and worry only about us four and no more, but we've got to have our eyes open so wide that when we look, we see the harvest and the harvest field is white, all ready to harvest. And the only prayer that he can say, To to them to pray was pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers into the field because it's ready. And I'm telling you, greater life, the field is ready right now. We've experienced it. We are experiencing it. But if we don't open our eyes wider and open our hearts and our lives wider, we may miss some of the things, some of those powerful things that we've been promised simply because you just can't get it through that little channel. Amen. He prayed. Everybody say it again. He prayed. Oh God, help me to pray. I don't know all that it's going to take, but I want to have the capacity to receive it. I don't know what all it's going to require, but I want to have the ability to pay that price. I don't want it limited because I don't have the capacity to facilitate what God has promised. The Bible is very clear that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. The great promise of Scripture is that the latter house shall be greater than the former house. And, and, and I believe that. But I also have lived long enough to know That what God wants to do in my life and what he is allowed to do are often two different things. And all I'm asking God for right now is the ability just to enlarge my spirit, my mind, my prayer life. And I'm asking that of Greater Life Church. Amen. Pray. Pray with me. Pray for an enlargement of vision. Pray for an enlargement of capacity we we have to stretch ourselves and you know what? That's the hard part about revival. We love to talk about revival. We just don't like the cost that's, uh, that's associated with revival. But you can never have revival, real revival, in a comfort zone. You can never have real revival until you are pushed out. As much as God did in Jerusalem, the greatest revival was outside Jerusalem. It was outside the city. It was outside in the world. And in a, a very short They had turned the world upside down, but you know what happened? God had to send persecution to the church so he could get them out of their comfort zone because they got too used to just coming and looking around and said, man, we got a good crowd today. And God said, crowd? What do you mean crowd? You can't even, I have much people in this city was the promise that he gave his disciples. He said in the book of Acts, there are much, many people in this city. That didn't mean they were in the church yet, but they were on the list. Amen. I wonder who all God's God's got on the list in our community around this area. I'm not talking about from some other place. I'm talking about just in this area. Do you realize how many backsliders live in our area? Do you realize if we just prayed a revival of backsliders through, we could triple the size of our church? That's how many people live in our community that used to walk with God. And you know what it's going to take? It's going to take somebody saying like, Jabez, God, I'm not going to be limited by my I want something greater in my life. And the only way I know to ask for it is just, pray. bless me, God. Lay your hand on me. Enlarge my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, God, enlarge. Amen. Put your hand on me. I want to enlarge my capacity. I want to enlarge my Ability to receive. Anticipating growth, I must plan for growth. Anticipating enlargement, I must plan for enlargement. And that means that I'm going to have to stretch. That's the word of Isaiah, stretch forth. Most of us, you get to a certain age, it's hard to stretch. Stretch. Come on, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. It's hard because, you know, i just, I get comfortable living in my limited capacity. I get comfortable, uh, you know, just, you know, these certain movements, as long as I don't do anything really out of the ordinary, I, I can, I can handle it. But it's that sudden movement that puts me back on the couch for a week. Because I'm not used to that kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, and, and I'm not trying to condemn us for our age. I'm just saying we, we're going to have to start working on stretching, reaching a little farther, reach across the aisle a little farther, reach to somebody you're not used to reaching to. Why? Because we're wanting to open that channel to a larger capacity so that God can just Pour out his blessing without measure. You ever tried to put a gallon of water in a, 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 in a cup that only holds 16 ounces? Kinda comical. You know, once it reaches its capacity, it's going everywhere. All that wasted moisture, all that wasted refreshment, now, if, if you had thought to go ahead and get a gallon container, you wouldn't have had a problem. You would have been able to contain everything that you had in the one that's coming. And that's my point, church. I I don't want us standing before God with our little thimble when God's got a whole bucket load or God's got a dump truck load. I I don't want to come before God with my paltry unbelief and say, well, God, I know you can do something, but I just don't know if you can do this. God can do all things. He can do anything. There is nothing that is impossible with him. There is nothing that is too hard for God. And we need to get that ingrained in our mind so that when people walk through our doors, we don't mark them off. We mark them in because they're part of what God has promised to do for us in this hour. Amen. You better stand with me. His life ought to teach us to never be satisfied when there's more available. Amen. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something else. Don't allow your life to be limited by labels that other people put on you. Amen. I may not be what I'm supposed to be, but I am definitely not what I used to be. Amen. And I'm not going to let what somebody else says about me determine what God wants to do for me right now. It has nothing to do with whether I deserve it. We don't know whether John, whether Jabez, the Bible said he was more honorable than his brethren, but his brethren could have been scoundrels. And so if you're better than a scoundrel, how much better is that? We don't know. All we know is that Jabez had a hunger and a desire to not be trapped in what had been labeled over his life. He, he was not going to be trapped by the failures of the past or what didn't work or what went wrong. Because when he looked at God, he saw the God of Abraham. The God of Abraham, And you know what he cried out? The first word that he cried was, bless me. I love that word. Now you and I use that in a number of different connotations. You know, we, we say, well, he was blessed with a large family or he was blessed with a good job or he was blessed with with, with, with talent. But the word that is used there in the Hebrew is a word that is not connected to talent or giftings or, or, or the material things of life that we would associate it. But it was a word that was rooted in the promise of God. Because the very first time the word bless is used is in Genesis one twenty-two. And it's the first recorded words that God spoke to his creation. And the Bible said he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Blessing, according to God's economy, should always be tied to multiplication and increase. So when we talk about the blessings of God, I'm not wanting him just to put his hand on me and make me feel good for a moment. I'm wanting him to open doors that no man can open. I'm wanting him to make a way where there is no way. I want him to be the God that he is and the God that can do anything. And so when he said, bless me, he reached all the way back to Genesis 1. And the promise of what blessing was connected to. And he tied his life not to his problem, but to God's promises. You know what? If some of us could get that principle in our heart and start tying our future and our life to the promises of God not the problems that we've been through not the problems that are on our job not the problems that we've encountered in our family but tie our future and our present to the promises of God those promises will be fulfilled because the Bible said they are yea and amen amen praise God clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise Hallelujah. God's word is to be connected to fruitfulness and multiplication. And that's what I want. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired of being satisfied. I'm tired of just being contented. And you say, well, I didn't know we were. Oh yeah. We get comfortable. It's time for us to to, to to bust open the doors. It's time for us to find a larger pipe to bring into our soul. And the only way I know how to get that is to get on your knees and start calling out to the God of promise because there's nothing that he cannot do. And my greatest fear as as the pastor of this church is that when it's all summed up, And it's all said and done that what we have enclosed was only a fraction of what was available. I don't want to go out of here like that. I want to leave here knowing that the arms were opened as wide as they could be open. I want to, I, I want to go out of here with my soul as enlarged as my soul can be, believing God for anything, for everything, letting God be God and let him work in our midst as only God can do. And when you start letting God, when you choose to allow God to determine that, that, that flow, everything changes. Amen. Praise God. Some of us need to have a, well, I better be careful. I need to have an enlargement in my life. Amen. And I, the only way I know we can, we can find that and, and, and have it is, is getting serious with God through the channel of prayer. And when we pray, something's going to happen. Amen. It's gonna break and we're, our lives are gonna be blessed more abundantly. And not only our lives, but our families and our children. Amen. Somebody say it with me. Enlarge. Enlarge the place of my dwelling. Enlarge. I, I, I love, uh, what Jabez said. Jabez could have said enlarge My life enlarge my family, but I like the word "coast." Enlarge my coast. (laughs) I mean, that's thinking big. That's that's great faith. I I don't want you just to give me a bigger house and a bigger car and a bigger, you know, a, a a a a bigger paycheck. I want the coast. I want the whole surroundings, the the community, the county. The, the, the country. I want everything that, that, that belongs to us to really belong to us. You ever drive through anywhere and just claim it in Jesus name? You ever drive through anything and just say, Lord, this has been in the wrong hands long enough. Maybe that's what God's waiting on us to do. And not come at it from, well, you know, if God chooses to. I think sometimes the only way God's going to choose to is you allow him to. And you cannot, <clears throat> he cannot do it if there's not something there that allows him to work through it. I, I, I need to shut up. Hey Amen. If you're hungry for more, will you commit with me? Hey Amen. Amen. I say, Brother Hughes, I know all of uh, our people are praying. I believe that. But I think our prayers need to go to another dimension. Amen. Praise God. Pray with me. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for the presence that we feel here right now. Thank you for the inspiration of your spirit. Thank you for the challenge of your word tonight, God. I'm asking you to stir something in every one of us. A hunger, Lord, that cannot be satisfied with secondary things. That just getting a better job or getting a bigger house or, or, or having finer clothes or whatever it is that appeals to us. But there would be a hunger that would reach beyond that, God, to the souls that are around us and the people that we're involved with on a daily basis. Help us to have a greater impact on our community. Help us to have a greater impact in our neighborhood, on our job, with our friends. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Say it one more time. Enlarge. Enlarge, expand the capacity for God to do what He wants to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Love somebody and tell them you better get ready. God's about to do something going to blow your mind.